listeners, this is the Random Podcast with Logan. I'm your host, Logan. Uh, sorry for the uh, this podcast where each week I will cover a random topic, uh, that, whether that be a Reddit read, a movie review, a story time, a rant, a uh, video game review, pretty much anything. And uh, this week I am uh, reading short scary stories again. I'm reading scary stuff off of Reddit because I wanted to. And I was originally going to do a movie review, but the I was busy, so this is just quicker. And I was busy again, so it's late today. Sorry for that. Um, but yeah, I'm still releasing it. I'm not going to skip a week. Uh, that was mean. But yeah, so there's not going to be a break. So my Instagram is uh, at the random underscore pond, all lowercase. Uh, my Reddit is... Uh, capital T, the capital R, random, underscore, podcast, all lowercase, uh, and, yeah, that's really it, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Okay, so this first, uh, short, scary story is by you slash cap on, uh, Brett, and it's called Good Drawing Day. It's a good drying day, Papa said. It was the morning after Mama left us. How could she be so cruel to abandon me in the middle of the night without so much as a goodbye? We were poor and often hungry. I think that's what made Papa so angry all the time. I heard the argument Papa and Mama had. If anyone lived within a mile of our cabin up here on the mountain, I'm sure they would have heard it too. Mama left us in a rush. She didn't take any of her meager possessions with her. And all of the things Papa chose to do, he and out of all of the things Papa chose to do, he washed the bed sheets. Why aren't you trying to find Mama and bring her back to us? I screamed at Papa. It's a good drying day, he said, turning away from my tears. Mama was my only friend when I was little. I lived such a long way from the village that I had no one else to play with until I found Kiki the lamb. Kiki had no Mama like me. Well, maybe she had one somewhere. She was lost and shaking. I knew what it was to be scared, so I carried her back to the cabin and hid her in the thick straw under the wood store. Kiki was my best friend for those few days. Why do you keep playing up at the woodshed? Papa asked me. No reason, Papa, I told him, hoping he would not get angry. Maybe Papa scared Kiki away because I never saw her again. Not even that delicious stew Papa made could stop my tears. He had his shirt and his trousers in the line. It's a good giant day, he said, turning away from my tears. When I grew older, I went down. I went to school down in the village. It was a long walk, and I had so many chores to do around the cabin that I only went sometimes. But still, I made a friend, Micah. Can Micah come over to our cabin so we can play, Papa? I asked him. Papa grunted. I was so happy when Micah came. Sometimes he played until it got dark to until it got too dark to walk back to the village. So Papa let him stay in the cabin, wrapped in a blanket by the stove. They were my favorite days. One time, Papa got angry. I think he scared Micah away as he was gone in the morning, even though I was up at first light. Papa washed the blanket Micah had slept in. Maybe Micah had ruined it, and that's what made Papa so angry. He scrubbed fiercely to try and get it clean. Micah won't be able to play anymore, 
Papa told me. I wept. Still, it's a good drying day, he said, hanging the blanket on the line and pouring up the red-tinged water as he turned away from my tears. And I made a stew. This next story is by you slash word dodger, and it's there is a talking chimp in my car. I'd stopped at the convenience store to get some smokes. I came back out of the car. There was a full-grown chimp in the passenger seat. He's dressed in plaid shorts and a yellow button-down shirt. There's even a small straw fedora on his head. He was watching me with wistful eyes. I felt so compelled to get in. I closed my door gently behind me as to not startle him. Then I gave a look. Then I gave him a look. Man, he said in a surprisingly deep voice. Not that any voice at all would have been surprising. What a day. I'm sorry, you're... You're talking? Yeah. Funny, ain't it? It's more than funny, my good fellow. It's downright astounding. I get that. He looked down mournfully. But hey, what you gonna do? Miraculous. I pinched myself to make sure I was awake. I was. So... How is it that you came to acquire language skills? Zoo. Listening to all those people. Mostly kids, though. My speech seems childish. That's why. Miraculous. I said again. I was actually in the presence of a talking chimp. Say, buddy. He said. Wouldn't you mind if we drove... I get antsy staying in the same place for too long. Of, of course, surely. I put the car in gear and headed out into the street. So you're from the zoo? Yeah. How it is, uh, how is it that you uh, came to be out of there? I broke out. You broke out? Why? I'd have thought you would have been taken care of. Food, shelter, and medical care. Are you kidding? It's prison. Prison? Yeah, prison. Day after monotonous day of being locked behind bars in small spaces. People staring at you, pointing, laughing, like you were some kind of freak. I could see his point. Say, buddy, would you mind pulling over? I need to take a leak. We'd made it to the edge of town. Things were fairly clear, so I pulled over. He got out and relieved himself. Then he got back in. I noticed something in his hand that hadn't been there before. Before I knew it, he lunged at me and stabbed me deep. I'd been shanked by a zoo shiv. I was in shock. It was also surreal. There was blood. Lots of blood. Pain. Before I knew it, he'd grabbed my keys and my phone, and he'd flung them both far out the window. On the inside, he said, I'm kind of known as a bad seed. Can't help myself. It's in my blood. Why? But why? Why? He reached into the back seat and grabbed a bunch of bananas from my grocery bag. You got swag. He looked down at the blood pooling in my lap. Then his eyes met mine, and he gave me one of those big chimp grins. Quick as you please, he exited my car, disappeared in the woods as my, be as my vision began to fade. Okay, uh, this next story is by you slash verjuices, and it has, um, themes of suicide so if that 
if that makes you like uncomfortable or you don't want to hear about that then skip ahead like two minutes um yeah 24 hours yesterday todd made it his mission to sleep with as many women as possible he managed a whopping 37 in just 24 hours an insernable amount for an average day but this was not an average day who's he going to say no who's gonna say no to some sex he didn't know he would soon be the father to six illegitimate children, or he wouldn't have done it. Yesterday, Anne snapped and slit the throat of her toxic ex-husband. The neighbors walking by saw the whole thing through the window, but simply just looked at each other, shrugged, and kept walking. In continued her day as usual, leaving the still warm body on her floor. She didn't know that she would have been arrested for murder. She wouldn't have done it. Yesterday, Lacey took off, took her husbands and kids in a drive on the winding roads next to the ocean. Her hands shook as she gripped the wheel, while her kids sat oblivious in the back. She and her husband shared a meaningful look as she jerked the car right into the, right into the crashing ocean waves. She didn't know she would be shunned while laying six feet under. She wouldn't have done it. Yesterday, the news was announced that an unsurvivable asteroid was heading right for Earth. Yesterday, the whole world erupted into an unpre unprecedented chaos, as everyone had come had to decide what they would do with their last 24 hours. But today, utter and complete pandemonium occurred, because the asteroid missed. Okay, this one is by you slash rhymes with Rose a stay. Butchered that, but whatever. And it's uh if you see people floating, get inside. Is game on tonight? I asked. My brother Dylan was sitting at the table, watching our roommate Mac make a sonic speed run. It's about seven minutes, so normal people would have been showing it was about seven. So normal people should have been showing up for the session. Should be, he said. Dylan said, his face bathed in soft blue uh, in the light of the screen. Do you check the group chat? Yeah, I said. I mean, they aren't. If they weren't coming, they'd let us know, right? Chill, Devin, Max said. They'll be here. Sads. I gotta finish this up real quick. I headed back to my room. A glance at my phone revealed no new messages in the group chat. By 7.15, nothing had changed. No new messages and no one had shown up yet. Hated to admit it, but I was pretty stoked for a tabletop game every week. It's one of the few things my, my bro and I got along on. As long as his ranger and my rogue agreed how to split the loot. Anyway. Return to the living room. Guys, I'm kind of worried. Dylan shrugged. Bro, people run late sometimes. It happens. I glanced at my phone. Nothing in the group chat. I know what's going on, Max said. He wheeled around and grinned at me, then glanced back at his brother. He's just excited to get back on the action. No, I said. I mean, well, yeah, but... Dylan and Mac both started laughing. And I suddenly was embarrassed about the game we all played. Seriously, guys. Don't you think it's weird... 
that we haven't heard from them? Sure, man. Dylan agreed. Doesn't mean anything's wrong, though. Once I... Once had a dual dude fall asleep on game night. And you just made the next one. No big. Yeah, Mac cut in. If you're worried about it, you can drop a line in the chat. He glanced to Dylan. Help me set the table up. The two of them got to clearing off the table, tossing hours old dishes into the sink. Dylan grabbed a, a rag and began wiping it down. I pulled the group chat. Slash slash chat Ivan. Hey guys, are y'all coming to the game tonight? I glanced out the window. The skyline of the city rolled with angry gray clouds. I could see the trees in the courtyard, a few stones below, swaying fiercely in the wind. It's really windy out, I told them. Dylan glanced at the window. Wow, no shit. Max snapped his fingers at us. You two, uh, you two up for a little side roleplay while we wait? Dude, Devin, you with us? What? I shook my head. I was staring out the window again. I'd completely lost track of what was going on. Uh, recap? Mac and Dylan looked at each other. And back to me. Dylan let out a heavy sigh. Well, Mac explained, if you remember last session, the party had made it to Portside. Rather than travel, uh, sea up to Maverick. Travel by sea up to Maverick. Rather than try to get through the Imp King's patrols. Right, right. Well, since the rest of the party is nursing some pretty sore hangovers, you and Balthazar both decided to send a raft upriver for a bit of scouting. Okay. Now, fog is creeping in. Roll precipitation. I rolled. Crit match. Dylan snickered. Max smiled. Carry on. You see nothing. I ready my bow, Dylan said. Why? Mac asked. You haven't seen anything either. No, but my danger sense quality allows me to know when something's up. Yeah, that's true. Max stared across the table at him. I'm sure you want to do that? Yeah, I... There suddenly was a lot of foot traffic outside our unit. Voices, too. I looked to Mac and Dylan. They both looked back at me. I'll get it, I said, squeezing around Mac to head to the front door. I guess we don't get brutally murdered or whatever you had planned. Mac smirked. Maybe next time. I pulled open the door. The rest of the group wasn't there. People hurried past. Not quite urgently. What's going on? I asked. No one answered. I walked out of the apartment and looked over the railing. There in the courtyard, people from our building, maybe the others nearby, were gathering. I couldn't explain it, but I wanted to be down there too. I went downstairs. Lots of birds, mostly crows, gathered in the trees. They watched the people. I started wandering around the courtyard. What's going on? I asked. No response. An older looking gentleman fell onto the ground and started thrashing. We all watched him. I know I should have, like, called a doctor, but it was surreal. He, he died. We all just stared at his body. Devin, what are you doing? I snapped out of my reverie. Dylan and Mac were there. Dylan was staring at me. Mac was looking at everyone else. What is this? He asked. I don't know, I said. I don't think anyone knows. Gasps and cries of shock rose up from the crowd then. The body of the old man had begun to float, like gravity had just turned off for him. 
His lifeless corpse spun into the air, rising higher and higher, limbs flapping about without a care in the world. Thinking back, maybe he was the lucky one. Birds took off them, looking up into looking up into the sky, until they became weightless too. They cawed incessantly, but for all their flapping, they couldn't straighten out or fly away. Instead, they just kind of tumbled in midair. What the fuck? Dylan asked. Other people began to float too. Here and there, they drifted up a little bit. Then gravity came back on and they fell. Likewise, the birds were forced back onto their branches. Almost as if time had just folded back on itself. Then it appeared. A gigantic black shadow, easily as tall as the surrounding buildings. Hovering at the edge of the courtyard. Death. That's the only way to describe it. This big black shadow. Almost like a trash bag, or maybe some paper shay mockery. All black, hooded, figureless. Fuck this. I started running. A lot of us did. We were... We scattered. I didn't even think about my brother or Mac until I nearly made it past the buildings to the edge of the courtyard. Then I looked back. The thing, death, lifted a camera. Like a fucking whore, tourist on a holiday. Held up the camera to where its eyes should have been. It w- but it, it wasn't pointed at me. It took the picture, and everyone turned into molten slag. My skin burned immediately. As the searing heat overtook me, I realized that I, too, was somehow in frame. It happened so fast it didn't hurt, and yet after, I felt like I lingered, obviously dead, and yet... Devin, did you text the group? Wait. What? Dylan rolled his eyes. You're so hyped for the game, right? Did you even hit up the group chat? Back in our apartment, my phone in hand. No messages from the group chat. Gray storm clouds outside.